You're listening to episode 185 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner, and go about your shopping. It's the easiest way to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas the strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. All right, so what scares me, I listen, I get it's all amusing, I get it. But what scares me the most about Donald Trump is that this company might still be racist country. enough. This country, the company. Say? Company, company. <laughs> the company too, but the uh, not this company, not not the 360 Vegas company that doesn't exist, but the that that this country <laughs> might actually be racist enough to to elect this idiot. It it's ridiculously scary. What's how much attention he's getting, and and how much of the vote he still has. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, My wife it. and I have been talking about this, and we're of the opinion that the biggest problem is that. He says these things because he knows he's going to be able to get the media attention. And then the media turns around and, and I, we've seen him on the Today Show on roughly four out of every five morning shows. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, the so man. So is it. Re- Go ahead. The man knows how to do sound bites, but it's like in the beginning, it was kind of like, OK, this is kind of funny. But when you say something as racist as. You know, yeah, we should stop all the Muslims from coming in. And, and his, his poll numbers soar. You're like, oh, fuck. I don't know if they soared, but, I mean, they didn't. You would expect that there'd be a negative hit, and it didn't happen. And they happen. weren't. It was I know. positive. I know. And he's like, like all, all I could see is all these idiots who say shit like, uh, speak American. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they're taking our jibs. And just, well, oh. yeah, there was, there was one guy I saw that said... Um, you know, it ain't it ain't the Christians that are bombing the shit out of everybody. It ain't the Jews. It ain't the uh, Buddhists. It's Muslims. And then he turned to the camera and he goes, "Did you get that soundbite?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <You> saw <that. laughs> Yeah, I saw that. I saw it. it's it. You know, it is an interesting argument. Um, I heard one person say that the reason why Donald Trump is doing as well as he's doing is because he's saying all of the things that. People have been thinking for eight years, and I thought to myself, "Well, there's an interesting argument. I'm not. Let's just let's just accept the premise. I'm not saying it's true, but let's just accept the <laughs> okay. premise. If if that's a if that premise is accurate, the argument then becomes, well, what what's the underlying issue? And maybe the underlying issue is somebody's saying things that are so politically incorrect right now. We literally are our minds are blown because things that Shouldn't he's Cartman? I mean, truly, we got Cartman out running for president. Don't right you now. insult Cartman, don't you insult him? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. My wife really put it in perspective, and and it's funny because I it was, um, it was either I think it was Ted Cruz I saw on the Today Show was quoted saying that at the end of the day, we need to make the decision about who has the ability with their finger on the proverbial button. <laughs> and are those the people that we want to put in charge? And and I think that's the drum that the rest of the Republican primary candidates should be banging. Yes, but I still fear the idea that some people are like, yes, nuke them. Like, no, you fucking idiots! It isn't the '80s. This is a real threat. All right. Well, not that not that it wasn't a real threat in the '80s, but right. well, no. But I mean, one you launch one nuclear missile now, the whole fucking planet's going up. Well, no, they they they're localized. It's only for be sure. Eastern. Yeah, <laughs> a few miles, and it's only the big cities. Just don't live in big cities. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Exactly. New Yay, York. Lansing. That's right. New York, <laughs> Chicago, L.A. Good luck, Memphis. Yeah, <laughs> D.C. You're all fucked. <laughs> 
Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, speaking of things that are fantastic, uh, what are we drinking tonight? It's a low-key night. I'm, in, I'm enjoying some Lone Star. <laughs> the last little bit that you the have left. The last little bit that I've got left. <laughs> I'm also going a little light tonight. I, I'm, again, another Cooper's Hawk wine, but this is a white. It's a Pinot Gris and Riesling blend, so a little on the lighter side. Then, like the Kool-Aid man coming slamming through the wall, <laughs> this guy's drinking the Balvini Doublewood 12-year. Now, what's interesting about this scotch is the reason why it's called Doublewood is because it actually gets matured in two different casks. Now, the first cask, where it spends the most of its uh, time uh, uh, maturing, it's a traditional whiskey oak cask, so it's going to mellow it out. It's going to give you, you know, that, that those layers of vanilla that you note and a little bit of spiciness that you get from your scotches. But then the second cask that they put it in is an, a European oak sherry cask. And what's cool about that is it gives you the same flavors that you get from your, from your sherry, so you're going to have some fruit flavors in it. You're going to have a little bit of honey on it. And so it just makes it a little bit sweeter of a drink, but mm, this is good stuff. So, <laughs> so Tony will be shit faced by the end of the show and awesome. you guys will be like, Oh, why there do we podcast with this jackass again? Oh, no, no, that'll be exactly See, why I'm the podcast. Fun <laughs> other when you're drinking with me, <laughs> we're drinking with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, really drinking. Hey. <laughs> Are you knocking Lone Star? You son of a bitch. I will put my BAC up against your BAC okay, by the end of the all right. podcast. Well, I didn't, I didn't realize that's, that was the goal. I didn't realize that was the race. <laughs> God, it's like you don't even know me. <laughs> Come on. The goal is alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I don't even think I told you this. I got my uh, results, my blood work results back from my annual physical, and everything looked great. They're like, your blood is really thin. They, well, they... <laughs> They, they actually said everything looked great except my liver enzymes were very high, and so they told me to avoid alcohol. Nice. You're like, what are you talking about? I've been working on those for oh, 20 years. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, it probably didn't help that, you know, I was drinking the night before the physical. It takes a long time to get these enzymes. Right. Do you have any idea? I, I, oh. Listen, I'm not, even, I'm not even talking to you. You clearly have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I oh, haven't listened. Well, good. I'm glad that I'm glad you're healthy. Why don't we uh, start the show? He's Mark, she's Karen, and I'm Tony, and we always start with Random Vegas. It's been estimated 60,000 pounds of shrimp are consumed in Las Vegas each day. We got that from a blog that doesn't exist anymore, Pulse of Vegas blog. Oh, my God. Right? See, I, you completely understand where I'm coming from. At first, when I saw that, I was like, 60,000 pounds of shrimp are served? No, no, no. Not served. Consumed. Consumed. Yeah. That's not all the shit that people don't eat. That's that's wild to me. I don't. I don't. I can't wrap my. Head I have that. a hard time wrapping my head around that as well. See, I mean, back in the '60s and '70s when they were serving up, you know, shrimp cocktails at you know a quarter or fifty cents a piece, and <laughs> and when and when shrimp was a delicacy, yeah. when you were like, yeah. oh my god, shrimp. <laughs> but wait, yeah. there's shrimps. There's shrimps. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I lost the reference on that. Oh, the birdcage. My God, Tony, my oh, God. You've never seen the birdcage? You know, no, I've, I've seen bits and pieces. It's almost like we <sighs> like the next time they come, we just have to sit Tony down and be like, watch, watch. We'll have to like prop his eyelids open and say, you right. will watch this. Watch all of these. <laughs> all right, uh, let's talk about the twit pick of the week. All right. <laughs> it's like something out of a movie, a place that is clearly a creation of Hollywood and couldn't be a real place. Add in the heavy dose of product placement all along the way, and it's incontrovertible. But it is, or it was. Let's address a few things. In 1977, on the Vegas Strip, brought to us by at Tony Ayala, he reminds us that the Caesars Palace marquee was neon blue like the crayon. Flamingo was still sporting the 130-foot-tall mushroom cloud sign, a sign in my top three of classic neon from the past. An Imperial Palace was still Flamingo Capri. I mean, hell, Harris hadn't even become the showboat yet, let alone Harris. And yet, Denny's had already set up shop pretty much in exactly the same place it resides today in Casino Royale. One of my favorite things about looking back at these old pictures is the neon. The way it interacts with the pitch black sky is the only thing that rivals the beauty of the cosmos. I'm sorry. I actually had to look up incontrovertible because I didn't. I was like, that cannot actually be a word. I'm so and proud it of is. myself. And it really is. Like you said it. I, I was going. I'm sitting here going. Is that a word? 
You almost heard the scoff as Ed cheered. I, I tried not to, and then I looked up. I was like, oh, well, look at that. It really is. <laughs> I love this pick. It, it's, it, you know what it almost looks like? Like um, a lot of the, those pictures where they just take, they, they just uh, crop out like the signs and then just plop them along things. You can go, oh, look at all these things. Like, no, no, no. That was actually the strip right there, other than the, the cars being blurred. I hate to say something is breathtaking because it's a, a bit of an overplayed term, but that picture for me was breathtaking. The minute I wow. saw it, I thought, I get why this is a winning picture. Wow. It, I mean, you've got Sammy. I mean, just these big, huge words yes. letting everybody know who exactly that. is right there. It, everything about this picture is absolutely amazing. Well, the Sands is still there. Yep. Castaways is Castaways still there. Castaways I mean, is still there, yep. Yep. Uh, and, and, and it's shocking how much isn't there. Like, you see all those gas stations in the rental car place. That's like, what I was noticing, actually, yes, with the gas can. station sign. I'm like, oh, shit, there's gas stations. <laughs> Talk Arco about having a location where you print cash. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. No, all right. No, that was, that was good. Now, I referenced that the flamingo sign in the mushroom cloud is in my top three. To complete that, the others in my uh, top three... I don't know if I have a one and a two and a three, but jockeying for one and two are always the Mint downtown and the dunes. There's a specific picture of the dunes where people are in the uh, top of the strip at the, at the very top of, the, of uh, the dunes tower. And they look out in that, that onion where it has the, the, they said it was flowing lava. I don't know why they thought it was lava, but the sign was there and you're yeah. right next to it as it's lighting up. Actually, now you no. Know, that is hands down my favorite. That that's that's the thing I <laughs> wish I could have seen. Next is the mint, and then flamingo, uh, uh, flamingo's mushroom cloud. What about you, Tony? What what would your favorite classic neon signs be? Probably the sands, but that's just because of being such a big rat pack okay, fan. Okay. I don't know. The dunes would probably be pretty cool to have gotten to see, especially the. Indian guy that was standing out front. Oh, you're talking about the the Sultan. Nice. Yes, 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 yes. The Excuse Indian me, the guy. <laughs> yeah, you may Indian need to. Uh, <laughs> you may want to just do a little uh, cut and edit. Right. Uh, just a little. <laughs> Everyone's a little bit racist <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. And that he knows. That he knows, Daddy right? Knows. Oh, so great. I can't believe Avenue Q isn't still in Vegas. <laughs> That's wild. I know. Did you guys ever see it in Vegas? Where'd you? How no, you not, not in Vegas. Vegas. We saw it in Chicago. In Chicago. Oh, okay. And okay. immediately fell in love with it. Uh, Mark, Mark went out and bought the sand tr- the soundtrack immediately. Right. <laughs> uh, it's good. Yeah. No, it's a it's a great it's a great show. Um, do you know the only theater only like theatrical? Well, I, I'd say theatrical performance that I've ever seen is um, a spam a lot. In Vegas? I've never in seen Vegas, Spam to be clear. Oh, in Vegas. I was going to say, you've, I know you've seen more than that. Come on. Right. No, 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 no. In Vegas, that's the only actual... It was playing at the Wynn uh, at the time. Right, hmm. right. But anyway, so yeah, I, I would say probably the Dunes and the Sands are probably the two that I wished I would have been around for. I, I, I'll tell you one thing that I truly regret, Mark, is that I never went into the Stardust while it was still around. Oh, my God, No. I think the first, and maybe, maybe it might have even been closed. You would probably know better than I. My first trip out to Las Vegas was in roughly August of 20, uh, excuse me, of 2006. Nope, you're absolutely right. 2006, Tony, you missed the opportunity. That was the last year that it was open. Okay, okay. So right around there. I am glad to say that I at least was able to meander through the frontier before it closed down. (sighs) I know. I know how you feel about it. I've say I wish I didn't. <laughs> I would like to have been able to see this. Uh, forgive me. Is it like the champagne flute that was out there when it was first built? It had that round. It, it was cylindrical in nature, and it was. It had white lights. Oh, so she, are you talking about it, Flamingo? Yeah, it's the champagne tower. Ch- that's it, champagne tower. Yeah, I just call it champagne cool. flute. Yeah, yeah. That would have been neat to have been able to have seen as well. But but no, I get it. I, actually, I'm a little embarrassed to say. I didn't realize that that's what the um, mushroom cloud marquee was supposed to represent. Yeah, Never got actually, it. that's not that's not entirely true. I actually searched on the internet to see if they had a specific reference to it. It does obviously look like a mushroom cloud, but it's meant to be uh, it's meant to be more of a, of a flourish of feathers is what it's meant to be. I mean, at least in concept. But I couldn't find anything that people regularly referred to it as, like the dunes. They referred to that as the onion sign. So I just I couldn't find any kind of uh, immediate reference, so I was just like, "Fuck it, mushroom clouds." What it looks like. Cool. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Let's move on to the news. 
So Uber and Lyft are now at McCarran. Yeah, Uber and Lyft are now authorized to pick up and drop off passengers at McCarran Airport. Lyft has been approved since October, but Uber disagreed with some wording in the agreement that could require drivers to identify themselves. For those of you unaware, Uber and Lyft are ride-hailing services similar to cabs minus the long-hauling and extensive chit-chat. At least, that's our experience. Despite not being allowed to do it, Uber has been conducting business by the airport. In fact, they have received nearly 1,600 citations for doing so. Does it concern anybody else that Uber may be run by ISIS? They, <laughs> they are really protecting the identity of their drivers a little too closely, right? Well, you know why they're doing it. Because why? they don't pay... They're, they're not employees, they're contractors. So, so the more information that they put out there about their drivers, it makes it look as though they're employees of Uber instead of contractors. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but like, I, I don't know. And, and maybe that really is it. Maybe it's really just this simple business aspect of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't fucking start making it sound like we need to be paying employment taxes on them because they're not. They're, you know, we just created this app and they do their thing and they fucking have to pay the taxes on it. So I'm sure it's actually that. But like, I keep reading how protective they are about it. Like, you know, you're doing business at the airport, which kind of started all this shit, right? <laughs> Let's just let's just make sure we're all we're all on the same page there. Well, and there's some airports, and I don't remember now where where it was. There's some airports that you can't, they won't allow an Uber driver to pick up there. Well, that they was they can drop off, right, right. But they can't pick up. And I well, that's interesting because it it, I mean, if it's ride hailing, then that means there it, it would basically be like when I go to pick you up at the airport. I'm I'm driving. I'm specifically looking for you. Right. So I could see that because now you have a shit ton of people doing that. Right. But uh. I don't, I don't know. We, we've had limited experience, but the experience we had was an absolute delight. Yeah, but we also weren't controlling the experience. We, we were just hopping in the car that somebody else was you know, I, I'm arranging. I'm excited and to try it in an opera. I don't know, whenever the opportunity affords itself. But I, you, yeah, you know me. Uh, to, to me, it really is all about let's just talk less. And I'll, I'll digitally oh. give and you no, money. There's oh, no shit. money that has to change. Yeah, hands you digitally and, yeah. give them money. You're paying through your phone to their phone. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's it was an absolute delight. I don't think they like we had to ask them things to get them to say something to us. It was great. Well, also because it, their English was a little rough. But I don't care. <laughs> I, I've had many of people try to have extensive conversations with me, and I don't understand half the things they were saying. Well, that's true. But but hey, I, what? my my only issue with it is if I were using it using uber service on my own because at least with a cab driver i know that they're regulated and they're licensed and they have a permit and so the risk to me and also there's a, a partition in between us usually right right so the risk to me is less than <laughs> so if he's gonna rape you he actually has to get out of the car he's gotta make it around to the back yeah. right door. exactly he's, he's, <laughs> he's not just gonna slam the brakes over. on put it in park and then jump over the fucking yeah but seat. i got his license number so i can report him afterwards <laughs> i'll know exactly who he is <laughs> But no, I mean you don't have that with Uber cars. You you don't know who these people are. Yeah. So that's the only part that makes me a little. And I'm normally not a wussy girl like, oh, I'm just a little girl, leave me alone. I'm normally not that way. That's the only right. thing that makes me a little nervous about them. I, I and I, I that's fair. That's totally well, I know. fair. I know yeah. it is. I didn't fear Uber until I started watching the Drudge Report, <laughs> as it seemed like they were posting every day about another person who got murdered or raped or beat by a Uber driver. <laughs> But I, and I, I keep saying all the things where the Uber drivers are the ones that are being attacked. Right. Well, I saw the one about that guy who just got the living daylights punched out of him by the drunk guy in the back seat. Oh, who, who was an executive for Taco Bell, by the way. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I yeah. loved that. I thought, you know what? Sometimes I like when good things happen to bad people. <laughs> nice. I saw one the other day where there was a protest in Chicago. It was either Chicago or New York. The, the taxi drivers were protesting Uber, and one of the taxi drivers like tried to open the Uber car door, so the Uber driver took off with the cabbie driver hanging onto the outside. I'm like, what? What part of let go of a moving vehicle do you not understand? Oh shit! The weird thing about all that is, it, it's not like we all inherently disliked cabs. You made us dislike them. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, you've done that. Uh, like the years that you've annoyed the living piss out of us while we're in the car. How much you smell? Just like there's so long hauling shit like that. It's like, listen, we would have loved to just have you be the only service. You've been fucking us for decades to now to the point of like going. So there's a there's a 10.99 driver that I can possibly get killed or raped by. Roll the I'll dice. chance it. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Why yeah, not? What the heck? I get, to, I get to do it through my phone. All right, now you got me. 
<laughs> any any an, angry cab drivers, that would be 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. They're, 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 they're not, the they're Here's not my all thing there. about um, striking taxi drivers, which is, I think, just deliciously ironic about the whole situation. <laughs> when you are striking... I have no other option than to call Uber because <laughs> you guys are striking. Right. Yep. You, you'll you show us. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> damn. What will I do now? Well, and I've Wait, never... this Uber thing isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never heard of Lyft. I, I've never... Everything the I put see. Their mustache on their car. Yes, and that's what oh, I can't stand the about. The pink mustache. I'll never do it. Yeah, oh. it's like on their grill. They put a giant mustache. I'm like, that's no. I'm not. I'm not riding with you. Well, at least you're I'm... not going to ride the mustache. No, I won't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may have just come up with the title for the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, next. Right. <laughs> the showcase mall is sold. This may be almost completely uninteresting to most people, but what fascinated me is that the Jordas Jeans founders have completed their $370 million buyout of the Showcase Mall on the Strip just north of MGM Grand. Jordas Jeans. I, thought, I, didn't, I didn't know they were still around. I, I they aren't. They made their money, got the fuck out, Put their money everywhere else, and they still have it now. A shit ton of them. Hmm. That's that's what impressed Good for me. them. Like it's almost like if you heard like British Knights just bought the MGM Grand, be like, what? What the fuck just happened? I'm impressed. And Tony's like, I don't know what these are. I well, see, that's interesting because I this is 80s. I'm and currently that's really wearing Jordan jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, 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 you're right. I Actually, what's really funny is when I first was reading through the notes here, I thought Showcase Mall, I confused it. It's not Fashion Show Mall. Right, right. I was like, no, no, Mark, this isn't, you're totally wrong on your uh, directions. And then I read through it and I was like, oh, right. that's why he's actually the founder of this show. And I just, <laughs> <laughs> just show drink. Well, wait, well, then where, okay, I was thinking the Fashion Show Mall. Where's the showcase? We'll, we'll follow it up in a second. I do have oh. one question for you, though. Name one piece of fashion that is gone that you miss. Skids for me. Hands down. My God, I love skids. Oh, I was going to say um, shoulder pads. <laughs> skids, they were, they're basically flannel PJs, except you got to wear them around in public for a while. They really only worked when, when tight rolling was a whole thing. Because <laughs> then it just straight up looks like you're wearing pajamas. But I like to have a lot of them so I could wear them as pajamas. Piece of fashion that I miss. See, and I don't, for most women, you look back in fashion going, oh my God, why the right, fuck I know I everything. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know that there's one, well, okay, <laughs> this is going to be so funny and so bad, but the ironic thing is, is I actually saw some of these for sale in a store the other day. Banana clips. Banana, I didn't know, I didn't know those were a fashion. I didn't know they went out and they had returned. Oh, they totally went out. Okay. As, as far as like hairstyles, yeah. I mean, you basically put a mane on the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> but but I liked it because your hair was out of your face, but it was still hanging like long down your back. Uh -huh, okay. So, but it was it was a, it was a mane on your. And I was actually in the store oh looking God. for something the other day, and, and I'm it, in the hair accessory section, and all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, they're selling banana clips. <laughs> it was like a three pack or something you could buy, and I almost bu I'm kind of looking like when I, I almost want to buy one just because. <laughs> Not that I'd ever wear them out of the house, but I'd be like, Mark, look. <laughs> <laughs> the last parcel purchased was for $82.84 million. It covers 42,000 square feet. Currently home to the Adidas store in the Grand Canyon Experience Souvenir, Souvenir? Souvenir <laughs> Shop. Do you know where it is yet? No. Eminem, Coca-Cola, and uh, oh. Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip. Oh, it's that mall? It's that area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are no plans to change anything. So why did they buy it? They see potential in the increased foot traffic with all the developments in the area, and the current owners saw a payday. Because it's sort of kitty corner from the MGM development? Yeah, it, it's going to push itself right, because if you think about Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo is right across the street from that CVS. Right. Um, well, the CVS or no, is... No, no, Walgreens. That Walgreens. Walgreens. CVS, CVS is next, next to, to it, it yeah. yeah. And that, so basically you have the whole park complex is right across the street from this thing. 
So you could be in the park and look down. You could see the fucking giant M&M thing or the Coke bottle or whatever. Right. So the Showcase Mall opened in the early 90s and was former home to Chevron and Union Oil gas stations. It is currently most famous for, as I've already alluded to, the Coke store, the M&M store, and the Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip. The, my, my primary interest in this was that Jordash people still have their money. Good for them. No, and, and they diversified. That was, that was a blast from the past. Right. <laughs> so two observations. Observation number one is I am, you two are Vegas gods by being able to say, oh, no, no, no. Across from it is the CVS, but that's next to the Walgreens. Uh, how anybody knows where a Walgreens and a CVS is located anymore? Well, the other... Since there's so many right on the strip. <laughs> that's impressive. I hate to tell you, Tony, but it's the other way around. It's right next what? to, it's what? the same side of the street as the CVS <laughs> and the Walgreens is across the street. Well, no, but here's here's part of the reasons I think why we know that because, and this is gonna sound stupid, we tend to go to Walgreens yeah. for our prescription We're refills and everything else. We always support Walgreens whenever they have the opportunity. So you yeah. find out where the CVS is and go, "Where's the nearest Walgreens?" Fuck well, and that one we that one we do go into the CVS because it's on the right side of the street. Right. We're never on the other side of the street. Right. So, right. but that's how that's really the only reason that we know. What? <laughs> well, no, 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 that's where? not the only reason I know. It's because Las Vegas is the only place I have any sense of direction. Well, that's and true. I have it almost memorized. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Tony's first observation. What was the second one? Uh, the M&M store, my wife and I, we don't do it so much anymore, but probably our first, oh, I would, I would say probably first six or seven trips out to Vegas, we used to make a game out of the M&M bags that you would see people carrying throughout the strip. Okay. And you would just, whenever you saw somebody with an M&M bag, you would point it out and you'd be like, M&M bag. And you'd, and you'd kind of keep a tally of your, you know, <laughs> how many times you identified an M&M bag before the other person. Nice. We don't do it anymore because my wife kicked my ass at it. I right. Saying, no, you're typically like, I hate this game. I was <laughs> like, this is stupid. <laughs> I'm losing. I don't want to play right, anymore. Exactly. My ego could only be beat down. <laughs> I, I so can, many times. I can see Jen kicking your butt. It's kind of like game. punch bug when you're a kid. After your arm yes. starts getting fucking sore, you're like, this game's fucking Mom! <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. Look, Stop hitting it's me. stupid. That's exactly right. Oh, this was a, was an interesting one. Self-service craft beer at Nacho Daddy. As if they needed to do anything else for this show to gush over them. Nacho Daddy did something anyway. Vegas 7 reports that Nacho Daddy now has a self-service automatic draft beer machine located next to the bar. The selection is limited to eight different beers, which will be regularly rotated as the kegs are emptied, which is estimated at about monthly. This is also only for sampling, as the machine only dispenses one ounce of the beverage at a time. I suppose you could be an idiot and just keep filling them up. I know, that'd be kind of dumb, but (laughs) to use... You need to load a prepaid card with at least $10, then wave at said card in front of the tap, and the cost will be deducted. Samples will run you $0.50 cents to a dollar. Now for the bad news. It's only available at their Summerlin location, a fact I didn't learn until I had already started writing this story, and my heart broke, but it's a short news Aww. week, so you're getting it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so my first thought was that they thought the kegs were going to last a month. I'm like, how the fuck does a keg last a month? But if it's only giving one ounce, a one ounce right. taste, uh, I thought sample? the same thing, Karen. Oh, on like, top what? of this, oh, I forgot to put this in the story. On top of this, each time you get one, you get a frosty little one ounce thing. You go up to the bar, they give you a little frosty one ounce glass. A little, little glass. Oh, well, that's glass. <laughs> Like so if you think lights. about it, this is actually a great idea because for them, if people want to try, so they could put all their, their craft or their specialty beers in yeah, there. The people absolutely. are like, normally people would ask for a free sample. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, go buy a card. Yes. You can go mm-hmm. try as many as you want. So it's saving them money by mm-hmm. not giving away free beer. Well, putting it on a prepaid card, let's think about a guy like me. The yeah. first thing that popped in my head, if you got to load at least $10, let's just say I get a sample of everyone because that's honestly well, what I, I would do. Because I said it's 50 cents to a dollar? 50 cents to a dollar. Let's, let's say they're all a dollar. I go there. Every single time we would go to Nacho Daddy, I would get five one-ounce sam- or seven one-ounce samples. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. And now there's still three lingering. It's it's The whole thing is genius overall Yeah. from a business point of view. I love oh, it. Oh, I see what you're saying. When you've got extra on there, yes. you're going to burn it up 
anyway. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. And, and, and think and about Karen, it, a dollar for a sample a of beer dollar. for one oh, ounce? nothing. Come on. We throw yeah. dollars away tipping people fucking drinks nothing. Well, no, but think yeah. about it. If you're buying, so for an eight ounce beer, that'd be $8 for a beer. <laughs> so that, oh. That's kind of pricey. Yeah. So they're they're gonna make a boatload of money it's, on this. I think it's brilliant. I really do hope that they, they I understand why they don't, because obviously this is something that you want people to always come to and a local market would obviously be something that would be more of a regular thing as opposed to a commercial place, but I still for for my own satisfaction I want it. I there. would see that the downtown location would get it with the um the Zaz, uh, well, what Zappos they're yeah, Zappos Zappos people, like yeah. what they're trying to do is create a community. That that to me. Like see Nacho Daddy help create the community. <laughs> <laughs> by feeding and, them alcohol. And do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. When, For example, when the four of us went to the, the UFO brewery mm-hmm. place yep. and we kept asking for you know free samples until we could find something that we wanted to commit to, mm-hmm. this is a great way to alleviate that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's exactly it. Instead of you know giving away these free samples, I always feel bad asking for. Buy a card. You can you know go try as many as you want. Yeah, I always feel bad asking for free samples. Like I just listen. All I, which is why I love flights. You go to a place with a flight. Like if I ended up choosing this one and it sucked, it you shouldn't be punished just losing this little bit amount. Well, I have no problem asking to try a sample of wine if the bottle's already open. Yeah, because it's fair. I I don't know. I also don't know how long the bottle's been open. Maybe it's the capitalist in me. I'm just like I I know you could make money off this. Oh, they make a shitload of money off it. Trust me, they mark this stuff up. I know this from the guy going. Yeah, they charge you uh, per beer what you would pay to to buy an entire six. So yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. (laughs) They'll be all right. (laughs) Well, that's it for news, but we do have some prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. This week, Fremont Street Experience celebrated the first night of Hanukkah by quote-unquote lighting a 20-foot grand menorah on display at Fremont Street and 4th all during the Hanukkah season. I am surprised it's the first I'm hearing of this. As much as I pay attention to Vegas, if only from the concept that it's the festival of lights. Right. Mm, Good point. Yeah. yeah. Instead of I, one day of presents, I guess we have eight crazy <laughs> lights. I'm just thinking about Vegas and all their lights. Like, there's oh. there's something else that we could celebrate can that I, caters to people. Can I be the one person then that this is going to be so bad, but I'm going to say it? Yeah, it's a short news week. Go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, Jewish Jewish folks are known for being very stingy with their money, so I'm guessing they're figuring that they don't have a huge Jewish population <laughs> that's going... To Vegas to gamble. But those that do, they go, look, look, we're lighting up things, more things. I, I just, yeah, I sorry. That, was, that was rude, but that popped into my head. You know what it reminds me of is the uh, episode of Modern Family where uh, Jay is really trying to get Manny to have that entrepreneurial spirit and start selling Christmas wrap. And he goes to one door and he's told no, and he goes to another door and he gets told no. And so he goes, I'm done. This 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 is terrible. And he said, no, you know, come on, Manny. Th- this is how I built my business. He goes, let's just cut, try a couple more. You just got to find a, a way to spin it. And he, and he knocks on a door of a Jewish family. <laughs> And he, he goes, hi, I'm here to sell Christmas paper. And the, the woman goes, I, I'm sorry, I, we're Jewish. And he goes, oh, well, then I appreciate that you appreciate having a value in something that you buy. You should buy. So <laughs> that's when Modern Family was still funny. Uh, we, yeah, we haven't watched that in that's a while. That's so funny you that say show. that. I literally started watching it today. Or uh, today, uh, Wednesday, or Thursday, whenever the fuck they, they show the show. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't seen this in forever. And DVR'd it. I'm like, i got to record the whole series. How are we not watching this? Took 10 minutes for me to go, un- unrecord all of this <laughs> at all. Yeah. Wow. Really? This wow. season is, they, my wife and I kind of thought that they lost their edge about a, a season or two prior to, but we keep watching it because, you know, they'll have a couple of good lines right. in, in, a, in any given episode and we'll just be howling because of it. And we're like, oh, we want to stop watching the show. But you watch it for those two sentences that right. then become quotable. A man is in custody after threatening to jump from the Caesars Palace garage. The charge? Bluffing. Oh, no, shit. no, that's not the charge, you dumbass. Oh, <laughs> well, be, no, because when I read these notes, I thought to myself, for the life of me, I will never understand why we make uh, suicide a crime or, or attempting suicide a crime. Isn't it sad enough that they could fail at yet one more thing in their life? <laughs> 
And now you're going to add insult to injury by charging them for being stupid? You publicly shame them going, God, you suck at everything. Really? I mean, w way to, way to assure they'll reattempt. <laughs> I just can't believe, Tony, that you bought that, that the charge was bluffing. Well, <laughs> I don't know what sort to of charge only in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> only in Vegas. Exactly. Thank you. Hurt by the poor Macau gaming environment, Steve Wynn took advantage of his company being undervalued to purchase an additional million shares at just about $684 million. He now owns 11.1 .1 million shares and is the largest individual stockholder she was be er, he was before this. Wait, wait, wait. So his stock is priced at $684 a share? No, it's, it's at $68 a share and he bought a million of them. So that would be $68.4 million. Or maybe yeah. it's 684. I don't know. I literally took these numbers directly from the from the fucking story. Okay. Yeah. I just can't believe that that would That's mean. That's low. That's super low. Yeah. I, that I mean that would just mean that it's got to be 684 dollars a share. He bought a million yeah. shares. It is. No, you're spot on. Okay. All right. That seems ridiculous to me. Which part? That it that the that stock it's price that is much or that it's that low. No, that it's that much. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Prior to, and, and I understand why Mark has it phrased this way, hurt by the poor Macau gaming environment. His shares used to be um, up over $100 a share. So well, that, since that is up, no, that is up over hundred dollars. Maybe a share. maybe it was it maybe it was fucked up in the in the story because I seem to recall in my mind shares. that it was sixty eight bucks is what it sounded like. Okay. So so, maybe, so maybe something's goofy. It maybe it is because if it's yeah. a million shares, yeah. At six hundred eighty-four million dollars, that would be six hundred eighty-four dollars a share. Maybe there was a typo in the story because I double-checked it. Maybe maybe okay. there was just a typo in the story. Maybe I forgot it. And if it was at the highest, and that's so that's what I'm saying. Six hundred eighty-four dollars per share seems high. I okay. could see $100 a share. I could see $68 Let, a let's, share. Let's undervalue it so when people say, fucking idiot, it was way more than that. So let's say let's say he paid $68.4 for the record. Let's just say that. Well, well I, I can tell you I'm looking at the um, NASDAQ right now, and it closed, his stock closed today, 12-11-2015, uh, at $63.13 a there you share. Go. Yeah, okay. so there it is. So Wait, he's so lost five dollars a share since he bought his stock. <laughs> <laughs> on well, five million well, dollars. It, it did rally. Hold on, it did shares. rally ten points uh, at the end of the day on Tuesday after he did it. So mm, you got well, It's a long-term investment. Well, he's gotta, lost his sense then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's important is he still has controlling interest. Well, well, no, it cracks me up that the story made made a point to say, "Oh, he's now the largest individual stockholder." Here, like he was before that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was. He's fine. Do you, I mean, I, I assume at the end of the day, he, he's buying these shares because he truly believes in where, you know, when as a corporation is going to go. But do you think there's any underlying um, paranoia yes. from he his larger days? Ever wants to be bought out again, ever. Mm -hmm. It's it, That's why I said with absolute confidence, he's always been the primary shareholder in his company. Always, because when he got bought out by Mirage, it's because he made the dumb mistake. At least, and this is I'm, I'm paraphrasing what I know he's thinking just from okay. everything I've ever read. Mark's he, not calling him dumb. He made he made the mistake of putting himself in a situation where that could happen, where somebody could aggressively buy him out, and he's making sure that can never happen again. Same thing happened with Okada when he got into that lawsuit. Like, nope, fuck you. I'm, I'm absorbing your shit now. You know, I'm already the biggest. Now I'm even bigger. When he got in his divorce, made sure that he had he had his hands on her, her stock options. Should she do anything he doesn't like, this guy is making sure no one can ever buy his company from underneath him again. Yeah. The Las Vegas Sun is reporting that apparently the Cosmopolitan is the only place offering an ice rink this year. It's open now through January 3rd. It's open all day, $10 for locals, $15 for visitors, and it does offer skate rentals for $5. That's actually pretty cheap for skate rentals and skating. And I think it's real ice, if I recall. What other ice would it wow. be? Well, they have oh, synthetic no, 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 ice all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's, really? um, Venetian it's like had synthetic ice. Stuff. They had Ew. synthetic ice at Gold Strike. And I want to say Caesars had synthetic ice. I think last Venetian year they had, had real ice. But they had had synthetic ice in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I am not a ice skater, so this is irrelevant to me. We, we find it amusing uh, for about 20 minutes, and then I'm like, God, my ankles fucking hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not. So I grew up, 
one of the the pond behind the house would freeze over, and we we would go <laughs> skate on that. And it was never Connor lived on a real real farm. Like I did. The only thing that you could see within distance were other farmhouses in which they were business associates. With well, they were family. Relatives. No, they were They're family relatives. members. Let's be honest, they were relatives. <laughs> but it, no bullshit. Farmland yeah. for as far as you could see. So yeah, so there there was a pond actually behind my uncle's house that would freeze <laughs> over and. You know, we just drive back there and toss on. And it's not like the the pretty groomed, like this ice had bubbles in it that you had to watch for, you know. <laughs> no no Zambonis. Yeah. You had no. no. You had no. <laughs> you did, yeah, there were no Zambonis. It smoothed it all out for you. But um, So I actually was, was pretty good at it as a kid. We didn't do it for years. And then Mark got on a, a skating kick when we were still in Columbus. Well, because I'd never done it before. It was when uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets came. Oh, right. And, and it was a there. big thing for everybody. Like, oh, my God, we're going to have well, ice skating. Well, there was a skating like, rink like, right up the street from us. Skate. This would be amazing. Yeah. yeah, we did do it a few times. But I'm like, this hurts a lot. Yeah, and you kept wanting to go. And I'm like, oh, it's so much work. It hurts, man. It's not like roller skates. That fucking well, hurts. Yeah, you got to lace those suckers up tight. Tight. Yeah. Oh, it, no, it's rough. The Gem Bar, which is the replacement to the Deuce Lounge, is now open at Aria. They have bar top video poker. They are open 24-7 and feature specialty cocktails. Vegas Eater has the details for those interested in the drinks featuring gold-dusted cranberry. Not in the drinks, in drinks. It's meant to be a joke that the ingredients yeah. are like, what the fuck? Don't worry, Karen. I was like, oh, that's that's an interesting sort of combination. They do it with Goldschlager, so I'm sure it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> But I like the fact, though, that they went from one poop-named bar to another poop-named bar. Yeah, I don't... Gem is a poop name? Well, sure. Did you see that deuce I dropped? It was a gem. Oh, see, I immediately thought of gem uh, in the hologram. That's exactly what I thought! <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the deuce lounge. I'm like, oh, well, that yeah, was that a one huge was like failure. Yeah, okay. I never heard the, yeah, the, the deuce I was just thinking of the gem. awful failure that movie was that we were like, oh, my God, that movie's going to be a disaster. Oh, I knew it. So, and I was a huge fan the of Gem and the Hologram when I was a kid. My sister was a big fan. I'm like, okay, And then I'll you see this it. movie coming out, and I'm like, oh, this is the worst and idea Within ever. the previews, you're like, this is going to be an absolute disaster. I didn't even need to see a preview. They told me, they're making a Gem movie. I'm like, oh, no, don't. <laughs> just don't. There's certain things from the 80s that just need to be left there. That was one of them. Donald Trump can be found spewing hate speech and TMZ sound bites at Westgate, December 14th at 7.30, the day before the Republican debate at Venetian. Doors open at 5 p.m. Vegas Eater is reporting that Benihana Japanese Steakhouse will open their second location on the Vegas Strip in 2016. This time, it will be at the Fashion Show Mall between the Davidoff Cigar Bar, <laughs> Davidoff Cigar Bar, and the Sugar Factory American... Brasserie. Brasserie. I do it wrong all the time. That's my gut. Brasserie is what I'm going with. I love it. I read it like I was. Um, I read it like I was Ron Burgundy. It'll be at the American Brasserie. <laughs> Damn it! Who put a question mark right. on the teleprompter? <laughs> <laughs> Which is also under construction at the time. Yeah. No projected date of opening is known currently. Former dancer turned manager of Bali, Bali's Jubilee. <laughs> Bally's Jubilee. Bally's <laughs> Jubilee. Former dancer turned manage. Or sorry. Manager. Okay. Of Bally's Jubilee production. Fluff Lequay. Lecoq. Yeah. It is Lecoq. Fluff Lecoq. Died this week at 92. She had been involved with the show in one capacity or another since its inception. Okay. Well, let's talk about this for a few minutes. First of all, well, let's talk about Fluff. <laughs> Do you think that's really her name, or do you think that's a? I know uh, it's, it's, it's not it's her name. Like, no, well, no, that is what they call. Maybe her. the last name. Her first name is not Fluff. Well, no, it's not her. Fluff, it's it's like it's like Fluffleur or something like that. I, I assure you, I looked at it. Fluff is just what they. It's kind of like you know, uh, Jonathan goes by John. Like her, her name is like uh, Fluffleur, however the fuck you would pronounce oh, it. Oh, I see. Um, but she does go by Fluff. That's what they all called her. Yeah, no, it's true. I remember listening when, um, God, who was the guy that lived in Vegas and then he moved to Michigan because of the U of M uh, journalism thing? Steve. Steve, oh, Steve Freese. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. He interviewed her and yep. he said, really? Really? Yes. Is this your name? And I, she was like, yeah. That's, I remember that's... that exact <laughs> interview. That's why every time I'm like, I assure you, it's Fluff LeCock. <laughs> that's... Oh, I, my God. Blast from the past. That. Those of you who didn't get to enjoy the Strip podcast. It's still out there, right? I oh, think sure. I think his archives are still out there, but my 
God, that show was amazing. Oh, I loved it because he he interviewed everybody from well, entertainers to Vegas people to, to chefs to I remember the uh, interview he did with Tom Colicchio. I was so excited. He is one of the best interviewers I've ever yeah. heard in my entire life. He is and he got amazing. everybody. So yeah. if you yeah if you've I never so listened good. to this trip, you need to go back and listen to that. I was always amazed at the fact that he was willing to ask the questions that yes. I don't think people necessarily. Th- would be would feel comfortable. I mean, he wasn't, it wasn't a gotcha sort of interview, but it was. So let's Never. talk about the fact that you walked straight away from your contract at Flamingo. What happened? There? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and it was crystal clear. This guy did his fucking homework before yeah. he talked oh, yeah, to those people. Did. So good. God damn, what an amazing. He's now doing political stuff, and he it's 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 good. But yeah, Vegas was better. <laughs> well, of course. Right, right. <laughs> So the other show that I remember earlier in the show, I had mentioned that I've never the only real theatrical show I've seen in Vegas was was um, Spamalot. Mm-hmm. I have to concede, though, I don't know that I consider this "quote unquote" a theatrical show per se in the traditional sense of taking a movie or a musical and, and turning it into a show. But I've seen Jubilee. I've seen it uh, either two or three times, actually. What? Really? I really have. Absolutely, yes, I have. I've yet to see it. Like, like I've almost seen it once because I thought, oh, my God, it'd be really funny if we go and just heckle the shit out of it. But I'm like, eh, like that concept to me is more interesting than the actual act of because I don't want to be that asshole. I, I, I like to think I want to be that asshole, but I don't want to really be that asshole. Here's so, why I think you would enjoy it, Mark. Right. You would enjoy it purely because it is the last um, dancing girl. I've actually show. talked about that. Like, Well, see, here's the thing. I don't like the showgirl with the giant headpiece. I don't get it. It's not my thing. I just can't wrap my head around it. But being a Vegas file, I... I, I being a Vegas file? Yeah, as in a pedophile, mm-hmm. but a Vegas Vegas file. <laughs> no? Do I need to throw the A in there? Does that help Vegas file? No. It's just Vegas offer file. it candy. It'll be fine. Right. <laughs> I, I have thought the exact same thing. That I was like, I've got to just see this. If only so I can say I've seen one of the original... Topless shows that that Ooh, come out right there, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'll be honest, part of the lack of appeal for me was just sitting there listening to you, bitch, because <laughs> I know you will. She knows me so well. <laughs> and I, just, I think I truly, Mark. The only part that I think you would legitimately have the right to bitch about are are the. The logical times, especially the girls, but these dancers in general, they've got these huge uh, costume changes between their these big yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. And so they bring out these ridiculous in-between acts that only last, thank goodness, Phil five, Rex. maybe oh, 10 minutes. Hates That's those. actually what fucking yeah. uh, Siegfried and Roy started as, just a filler act in those kind of shows. No kidding. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, no, I have no idea. That chalk it up. I learned something new on the 360 Vegas podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, any rate, it, it's a good show. I, I think you would, um, I think you are doing a disservice to yourself to not least, not at least see the last remaining original booby show. That's what Jen calls it. She's like, it's just, it's a. And the, here's the best part about it, and this is why I love my wife. We walked out of there, and she goes, "Ugh, those girls were so flat-chested. There was nothing really to look oh, at." See, I am the opposite. I'm like, I love me some athletic breasts. Come on, oh, I need real. Really the, I need real. Oh, come on. These girls were could could get away with a um what do you call it? a training bra. That sounds they're, because hot, they're just Tony. so athletic me, and God love hot. them but Okay, no. Nope. There's something to me about just a, 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 the female body and No, 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 and, but hold on a second. They that's true, but if they're really so flat that they can get away with a training bra, that's a different story. Yeah, it's um I got a thing. I don't know. Okay. All right. Hey, he, oh, I, he, uh, you brought up pedophile earlier. So, <laughs> so do, no, I, do you that, not have a thing for me? Because I don't wear a training bra. I, I know you're not. I'm just say. saying I also find those women attractive is all I'm you, saying. You would prefer any woman that does not have implants. Well, well I, uh, I mean, you're not going to hear me argue with well, that. Well, yeah. But I'm There's also not like, you know, I, I think I think, uh, I think these are obnoxious. Let's just, just throw that out there. Even if they're natural? Natural? Are a, well, they're, they can't listen. even help it. They're in natural. In general, you're never going to hear me bitch about, about that. I'm just saying, if you were to say, Mark, would you rate your favorite breast sizes? I would say D is not in my wheelhouse. But I will always respect and encourage natural. Always. So you'd rather see somebody with a teeny tiny little A's than someone that went and got a implants even to get up to a C? Oh fuck yes! Oh, gee. oh fuck yes! Hands down, yeah. And I would rather see 
obnoxious triple E real things than someone who just went out and got some nice little perky C's. So the only thing I think, Tony, that would bother me coming out of that is if the, the, the dancers were so scrawny. That, that to me is disturbing. I completely agree with you. I, like when you start it seeing ruins ribs it. It ruins in, it. in places oh. that like, muscular is one thing, scrawny is something yes. else. Yeah, I, I very much agree with you okay. on that, yeah. All right, file this under I wasn't paying attention. It's being reported that Sandra Bullock will be the lead in an all-female cast of an Ocean's Eleven reboot. No other details are available except the writer, and I've never heard anything she's done. And uh, let's be honest, I know a lot about films, and if I don't know about them, odds are I don't know who this person is. You know, I'll be honest with you. I really like both the original Ocean's Eleven with the Rat Pack gang, yeah, yeah. but I also really enjoyed the Ocean's Eleven remake with George Clooney and Matt Damon. And oh, so my God. So quick so question. 11, 12, 13. Which movies do you like? Well, 12 was an abortion. Yes! And, that's, <laughs> and that comes from a guy who is fiercely pro-life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. For uh, the record. <laughs> but um, obviously 11 and then 13 and 12 isn't even an option. As a matter of fact, my wife commonly says that she, it's her opinion that 12 was only made because those actors wanted to be able to spend some time together <laughs> to hang out and have fun and they got to do it in Europe on Jerry Weintraub's dime. Yeah. And so that's the reason it got Probably made. In, I, I appreciate yeah. that they at least learned from two, like going, so you don't care if we aren't in Vegas. But yes, <laughs> we don't care if you aren't in Vegas. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, we we'll can go back we can, to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We'll, 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 we can fabricate an earthquake underneath a fake casino. I, know, right? I, I agree. You, you very much have to suspend your disbelief for no, for for thirteen. But it's it's at least in Vegas and it's fun. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And and you know, I've actually done a Google search on that. Um, you shook Frank Sinatra's hand, and apparently that really is a thing. It is a thing. Like, yeah. That's not just a re that's not just a, a made up reference. That that is really a thing. That if you shook Frank Sinatra's hand, you had a certain what brotherhood? Let's just say code of ethics you were supposed to follow, which is very similar to the idea of people who didn't sign contracts. They shook hands, and that was your contract. It's very yeah. similar to that. I'm willing to give this a chance. I like Sandra Bullock. If they can get dumb, oh, you know who I've come around to? Melissa McCarthy. Oh, my God. I love Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I didn't like her initially, and now I can't get enough of her. Okay, but I'm sorry. Spy was not a good movie. But Melissa McCarthy cursing <gasps> is you hilarious. Like Spy? No, I loved it when Melissa McCarthy let loose. Yes, when and you can tell she clearly was no longer on script. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's when, when she, she gets funny. hilarious. The, the whole storyline was off and wrong. You I know? agree. But you know what it's almost like? Uh, and, and, and I don't want to offend anybody who, who like Melissa McCarthy and don't like Jim Carrey, but it's like when you put Jim Carrey too much on script, like very much like Cable Guy. Cable Guy was fucking awful. Oh, that movie was but when oh. you allowed him to be Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura and you're like, just, just do just, yeah. just be yeah. you, mask. Yeah. Then it's fucking hilarious. Melissa McCarthy would be like, this is what we want you to say. Just just however you want to say it. This is just the way the storyline needs yeah, exactly. to go. <laughs> right. yeah. You just say whatever you want. I think she's fucking hilarious off script. Just do whatever the fuck you want to yeah, do. Yeah, that was the best. Like Once she let go and just started being like, who the fuck do you think I am? I'm, right. I'm here was, to protect you. I'm like, oh, thank God. Right, there she is. It was crystal clear when she was on book and when she just did what she wanted. You're like, oh, fucking finally. Thank you. Yes, we adore her. Although we've never watched Mike and Molly, have you ever seen that? Nope, not an episode. I have no interest. I, like I don't. I don't care. She can't I don't. Cuss. Right? You can't swear. She is one of the best swears ever. <laughs> she really is. Her her outtakes and stuff that don't make so it in are good. just unbelievable. Like I remember it was um uh uh what, what was the the movie with uh Paul Rudd uh with they uh, oh this is forty. When they end up picking on her kid, oh. and she's in the principal's office, yeah. just berating them, and like everybody. No, she's the teacher, and, isn't she? No, no, no. She's the other parent of, oh. of the kid, and like everybody, the principal, Paul Rudd, is fucking. They're in tears. She is stone fucking cold. In all the outtakes, just yeah. Berating them, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, so with this, I am skeptical. I love Sandra Bullock. I'll just be honest, an all-female cast, and this is going to sound like I'm prejudiced against my own gender. <laughs> just 
we're bitchy. We're a pain in the ass. You get that many women on screen. It's just not going to end well. That's my concern. As long as they don't do that. Because that's such a cliche thing. Oh, they will do that. They don't do that. And the same thing with Ghostbusters. They're completely redoing with an all-female mm-hmm. cast. That's a disaster. Yeah. I, I'm, I am going to withhold although, judgment. Although, although... Melissa McCarthy is in it. <laughs> exactly. And I trust that she's going to be the saving if they So allow she's going to play basically Bill Murray's character. If they character. allow her to be rated R, this could be a gem. <laughs> yes. Hmm. 100%. Yeah. Well, let's move on to coming attractions. Coming Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. So am I going to take this one? Why do you think I put it in? in the, well, because you said due to Tony's overwhelming demand. So yes. I'm going to you t- wait, you were talking about yourself in the third person earlier. I was just saying, I, was just, what? Yes. I, talk in third I was just writing for you. <laughs> due to Tony's overwhelming demand, Garth Brooks has added more shows in Vegas on his upcoming tour. In addition to the July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, he'll also be performing Friday and Saturday, June 24th and 25th. Shows start at 7 p.m. and tickets will start at $85. Can I tell you? I know we were both like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. He was the highest grossing musician of 2015. A shit ton of money. You should bring that up. Guess what I've pulled up here as an article just to tie into this conversation. I say he beat Taylor Swift, he beat Katy Perry, he beat everybody. All right, so not quite. You're close. You're, you're, You're close. He did beat. Taylor Swift, she was fourth place. He came in at third place with $90 million this this calendar year of 2015. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. Because yep. the article that I read, I saw, actually, a news report had him at first. Um, I'm not going to call you wrong. Okay. I'm so just going to say you might as, be confused. I'm just going to say I'm a lawyer. <laughs> um, Carrie, Katy Perry came in first place with $135 million. Good for her. One Direction came in second place with 130 million, but they don't count because there's like five of those little twinks. Oh, so you gotta split it up. You gotta split it up. Well, there's exactly. only four now. Four now. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> um, and then third place indeed was my boy uh, G Spot. So. <laughs> yeah. So who I are swear, if the- I can get you to wear a cowboy hat, I will go to fucking Vegas to watch that. If only I can take pictures and/or video of you. It's cute because you don't think that I don't still have my cowboy hat and cowboy boots from when I used to go to his concerts. <laughs> the killer was special guest or Wayne. Or the killer's my bad. I was wondering it who the killer really was. Sounds really fucked up. Well, <laughs> like, the killer and his special guest. Well, and honestly, <laughs> looking at the special guest. So for guests, those of you that are into snuff films, we've got a great show on April 6th for you. But I'm sorry. Looking at the special guest, I'm not sure how these are all going to fit in. I, I don't know how you. they're still alive. Well, go ahead. We'll but, make jokes. The Killers with special guest Wayne Guests, I guess. There should be more plural. than one. I, I missed guests, a couple S's plural, in there. <laughs> the Killers with special guests Wayne Newton and Shamir will be the first concert in the new Las Vegas arena behind new... Nanu Nanu? That would be the wine. Hey, more. Behind New York, New York on Wednesday, April 6th. The show starts at 6.30 p.m. and tickets start at 35 bucks. All right, I'm sorry. The first act you get are the killers. Granted, you got Wayne Newton, which, Vegas. Is a, which is a Vegas classic. The killers are Vegas? Oh, they're from Vegas, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Well, they couldn't get the more current band of Imagine say, Dragons. The, which, Imagine Dragons, Oh, wait, because their current album sucks. Yeah. It's awful. It's an abortion. Although the killers haven't done shit in two years. Like, literally haven't even performed together in two years. So, I'm... There's no way in hell... This has been all over social media. I have no idea who that is. Okay. Uh, But it's been all over social media. There's no way Wayne Newton is doing anything but announcing that they're there. Oh, good call. Because that guy has no voice. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a residency at Tropicana, which was basically him just announcing other people performing because his voice is gone. Well, he's how old? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not criticizing the guy. What a phenomenal, amazing, extended, it was like a 40, 50-year career. But, yeah, the, the voice is gone. 
but there it is. It's like Stephen Eady, although they didn't lose their voices. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. You did it. Don't fucking give me a hard time. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. That's a that's a very Clark Griswold liner there. Sorry, Wayne. <laughs> didn't, oh, no, I thought we tonight. talked a couple episodes back, Mark, that the opening act for the New York, New York complex was supposed to have been a country singer. Like, like it George was straight. It was something. George straight here. Here's, here's how they continue to revisit the same headlining bullshit. When they announced George straight, George straight was the first announced person to uh. play shows there. Now, currently uh, the killers are the earliest concert to be announced. So currently they'll be the first only because it is the first, it's the earliest date of all the dates of people who are going to perform. So it's the first until they announce one before April 6th. I see. Yeah. I see. It's semi-clever and semi-annoying as shit. <laughs> Duran Duran featuring Chic are performing. Chic? How the fuck? Whatever. They're performing at Mandalay Bay Event Center Friday, July 29th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $46. Megadeth with suicidal tendencies <laughs> and more are performing at the Pearl Palms Friday, February 26th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $50. Is you know, it, they had me with Megadeth with suicidal tendencies, but the and more part. The and more oh, was. That's, that was off putting. Well, no, 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 no. To the contrary, that's where the value comes oh, that, from. I mean, you mean there's more than just there's mega even death with suicidal tendencies? I hope they don't wind up at the top of the Caesars parking garage. It's so funny. <laughs> I hope I hope that that my co-hosts appreciate the the specific layout that I I sometimes put <laughs> to go like I just want to hear Tony say mega death with suicidal tendencies. <laughs> that, that's got Tony written all over nice. it. <laughs> Completely. Rihanna has added an additional show to her stop in Vegas at Mandalay Bay. She'll now be performing on Friday and Saturday, April 29th and 30th. Shows start at 7.30. Tickets start at 37 bucks. That floors me that Rihanna, uh, Rihanna can't get more than $37 for... Okay, so I thought that initially when I looked I at it. I promise you there are seven seats that are $37. I promise you. Oh, and everything else after that's like 100 They just want to be able to advertise that as the cheapest fucking seat, but nobody gets those seats. Nice. Or, or it could just be general admission. could just be general admission. Oh, hmm. those suck. I agree. I think general yeah. admission is dog shit. General admission. Well, it's just standing for that long. I mean, especially Tony, if you Tony, aren't going to be that close. We're old. You act old. We're actually old. Okay. Well, no, I here's the seat. deal. I mean, general admission is for Poe people. I mean, I don't. Who, <laughs> what the hell? General admission. For Poe people? Yeah, it's, they should be ashamed of themselves. They I, can't I, even properly Why pronounce anybody it. would want to be homeless is beyond me. But. <laughs> I guess this hippie lifestyle is not enjoyable. Oh, wait, what was that mo that movie quote from? We're gonna hope this isn't where I'm getting it from. <laughs> but there is a quote from the movie Annie. <gasps> yes, it is. It is. Miss Hannigan says why any kid would want to be an, an orphan, orphan is, is beyond me. me. That's exactly where it was. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Jesus why any kid Christ. would want to be an orphan is beyond me. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yes. That's no. That's perfect. Okay. That is. That is. That's beautiful. That's fine. All right. So points for Tony. Thank you. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's move on to playing Vegas. Playing Vegas is the portion of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing next week in Vegas. Yeah, Tony, no one's playing in Vegas. So <laughs> luckily, and for some reason, I'll never wrap my head around it, other than it's a perfect time to open a property and go, hey, we're in a we're in a soft opening because no one's going to be here anyway. We have a lot of birthdays to share with you. So fuck it, Tony. Start it off. All right. So this coming Tuesday, Cosmopolitan will be celebrating their fifth birthday they opened December 15th, 2010. Karen, something's happening. I know. I, I was getting ready to say that. I was excited. Apparently. And I'm actually excited about this, too. So on Wednesday, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is playing at Container Park. The movie starts at 5 p.m. and admission is free. And also, it is City Center's sixth birthday. They opened on December 16th in 2009. 
And then on Friday uh, at the MGM Grand's 22nd birthday, they opened um, December 18th, 1993. So that's going to do it for episode 185. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really appreciate it. Uh, If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. Go over to 360vegaspodcast.com. Of course, you can support the show via PayPal donation, buying stuff from our merchandise store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or you can pop over to vegas.com. And you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at the 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can people find you? One of two places, either I am at Vice Lounge OL or I am at Tonti. Uh, oh, shit. Tonti. Tonti. <laughs> You're not going to find him there, but you can look for him. That's fantastic. <laughs> sure, officer. I'd be happy to walk this line for you. <laughs> or you can find me at Tony Snyder. Karen. At Karen Mark. K-E-R-E-N. Yes, K-E-R-E-N. M-A-R-K. M-A-R-K. And you know where you can find us. Uh... We'll see you next week.